0: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is
5: Greetings. Come on in, if you will. The day after Super Tuesday, people are still embroiled in political battles. Uh, we'll let them do that elsewhere. We're, our business is sports. We're going to have some fun with you for the next four hours. Jason Smith off tonight and tomorrow. So for the next two nights, pleased to be welcome the man on my radio left, Dan Byer. All right. You hear him as part of the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio, as well as... Uh, King of the Anchors, so he comes in and the 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 news newsman Dan Byer uh, ready, and we we got to watch Giannis run rough shot a little bit early. We'll get into him in a moment, but a full night of action on the hardwood. We got. Some pucks going on, and we've got a high wire rack. We've got everything covered, Dan.
6: Man, it it is going to be amazing, and I can't wait from an hour from now. I don't know. This is. I, I assume that this maybe has already happened on the East Coast, but I uh, zero spoilers alert, please uh, for for the volcano tight walk. That's just that's all that we ask for. I know there's great college hoops action, as Mike was saying. Storylines in the NBA here, there, and everywhere. Tom Brady saga, but there's a volcano and there's a tight walk. And we're going to deal with it tonight. I'll
5: tell you what. For the next four hours, we could legitimately take every story or tweet written about Tom Brady or by Tom Brady, referring to Tom Brady, and do nothing else. And we'd have fresh content for four hours. Yeah, that seems about right. Right? Rumor, conjecture, speculation here. I'm going to throw another <laughs> dart against the board. I know on, on FS1 a couple of weeks ago, they had the wheel of Brady, which was brilliant. Uh, they need to go back and expand it. I mean, they've got to take that pizza. And they now have to make a mini, <laughs> mini slices along the way, Dan. And that's that's where we're at. You may at have to, point. you may have to tavern
6: cut that pizza after a little while. Just have the little squares, the little triangles to get as many teams as are being thrown into the mix.
5: How many kids are on our team? How many parents are going to show up? Yeah, just keep making those slices even smaller. <laughs> All of that coming up uh, as the show goes on. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, 15 minutes, because going to save you 15% or more on your car insurance. So go to geico.com, get yourself a free rate quote, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Dan Byer. Find him on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. As always, you can find me at Swollen, Swollen Dome. Chime in uh, as you will. We have got a lot to discuss, a lot of fun, juicy topics. And the Bucks earlier tonight tested by the Pacers a couple of times, but then uh, it was basically no moss. The, the white towel came out and the Bucks. Pretty much toyed with them to the extent in the final possessions. It was, who needs a three? Who wants to pop out and get an open three? Because Pacers weren't defending anymore. So it's like, have fun. Uh, but if you were giving away tacos, I mean, Pacers got to 100.
6: They did. I mean, they <laughs> got to
5: 100 on the nose, so you didn't get it. Sabonis, 15 and 10. We always talk about him because, well, Arvidas was a hero of mine. But 29, 12, and 6 for, for Giannis and Tentacumpo. Uh, another big night. And we've just watched over the last week. Suddenly it became the MVP debates, right? We talked for a couple of weeks as Zion Williamson, and he's in action tonight against Luka Doncic. We'll keep you apprised of that game as it rolls. But a little bit of can Zion catch John Morant in the rookie of the year voting became a nice popular Mm -hmm. topic for debate. Will he play enough game? And then we look at the MVP and that discussion, presumption for me for the longest time is, well, Giannis is just going to go back to back. Sure. Suddenly it became, what about LeBron James? What are we doing? And all the arguments now started to flow from there and people falling all over themselves to oh, really make this goodness. to make this the absurd. most heated debate and it's no longer, "Hey, are the Lakers or Clippers better?" Let's just go address the MVP now as if that should supersede an NBA championship.
6: There there were arguments, Mike, that were being brought up that I had never ever heard before. Like there is there is something in this business, and I know you guys know it well, of, of people copying ideas. Yeah, but a little this, bit. This past week, I give people credit for making up storylines that said that occurred years back that had never occurred before. And the, the, one of the things that I'm bringing up, which was so amazing with this MVP debate, was the argument that, well, hey— we criticize LeBron for winning an MVP while he was playing in the East. Shouldn't we do the same for Giannis? We never criticized LeBron for winning an MVP in the East. The only thing we talked about in the Eastern Conference was well the Cavs are probably going to go to the NBA Finals because there's no other team in the East that's going to win.
5: Right, The path of least resistance right?
6: we, We never ever ever brought the MVP award and said well look who he has to play against individually in the East. That was never an argument but all of a sudden this week it was brought up like we used it against LeBron and now we're giving Giannis a free pass because we aren't using that argument that argument was never used ever by anyone uh, at any point that i can remember in recent basketball history how
5: much did anybody really other than the players themselves in reality except to go into a totality of someone's career as we're talking about them towards the hall of fame or trying to do one of our great mount rushmore july shows (laughs) sure when when do mvps come up it's rings yeah it's always rings it has always been for the course of my life, and I'm not a young man anymore. I look young. Youthful can get carded on a good day if I've <laughs> slept. It's pretty good. And I keep a hat on because the bald spot, I mean, the look, Father Time gets us. But the the reality is that we don't we don't talk about that. Well, we talk about greatest of all time. We don't talk about Kobe and MVPs. We don't talk about LeBron James and how important it is to win another MVP to go Mm -hmm. up against Michael Jordan or Larry Bird or Magic Johnson or Bill Russell or anybody else. It's all about, do you capture a ring at the end? You want to talk finals MVPs, now we can have a little bit of fun, but who's rattling those off at any turn, except to make an argument for the greatness of the player that they're trying to stump for uh, on either their radio or television show. In general, it's, all right, did you win the title? Right. The yeah. other than the unanimous MVPs, should the this guy have been unanimous, or should this guy? We we don't get into a lot of debates about the awards. It's usually just kind of an afterthought of oh, good for them.
6: Yeah, it it was it was mind boggling to to hear that argument brought up, and then what was never brought up, Mike, when you had this argument of the MVP being talked about was. If you're gonna say that we criticize LeBron because he was in the East for an MVP award, and we're not doing it to Giannis, then we also have to realize what the current landscape is of the NBA this season and last season. Giannis won an MVP award with Kawhi Leonard in his conference. He won an MVP award with Kyrie Irving in his conference. In the other conference, there was Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson. Guess what? None of those three are in the Western Conference anymore. Yeah, the 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 simple fact of you want to talk about a path of least resistance. Like, it's it's we can poke holes in in all of these reasons of doing it. But to your point, it's never been about that. The only thing that with the MVPs that I think that we looked back at is like remember when Steve Nash won two and Shaq should have won? Like, right, they're, they're but those we, we do things. a little
5: bit of that in the but it goes to the aggregate when we're trying to, you know, put carve out the mountain. Right. And and we're yeah. and we're doing that of wow, that the probably should add more. Michael Jordan only won five. Right? Should he not have probably won double that? Maybe more? Sure. Right? I mean, it's a big debate. Uh, LeBron winning player of the month. 40th time. That's more than double the next next closest player, which is Kobe Bryant sitting at 17. And but, this, but but does anybody really no, think? No, now, like, now it's oh, just wow. a here's it's a graphic like, that we get to build yeah. and throw out. There. And basketball doesn't have
6: those numbers like baseball does. That you look at, you try to reach, except maybe six when you're talking about Jordan's rings that that he has. You don't even talk about you know any of the Celtics championships or Bill Russell or his. Like it's really just been the the six of Jordan. It's these. It it's it's the arguments because we're in early March, Mike. And teams, I don't care, are starting to just prepare for mid-April. They're starting to prepare for the push. The playoffs are close enough where we can't sit there and nitpick about NBA champions and who's going to be. Unless people want to nitpick about the Bucs because that now seems trendy to do without even watching the game. The other thing with the LeBron Giannis <laughs> thing. you hey, no,
5: Come on, don't try to brush that aside. I mean, this is wounding you. On a very personal <laughs> try, level. Trying
6: not to take it personal because I don't want any bias to, to be shown through. It's Sports Talk Radio. That's how we got Sun- behind
5: the microphones, Dan. We like S- the team. Sunday
6: Sunday night, LeBron emerges on the MVP stage, and he has, what, you know, is a great game against Zion that people watch. Earlier that day in Charlotte, in a game that nobody except me and eight other people watched, Giannis <laughs> had nearly half of the Bucks' points had forty-one points and twenty rebounds, and somehow lost ground because his game wasn't carried to a national TV audience. That's what we were at. We, we were getting to. And then what was so great about about that? And this leads up to the point of tonight's game was that Monday they go to Miami, so they've played a back-to-back after a weird trip of playing an early game in Charlotte on a Sunday. So now you fly to Miami, you have the whole day and night in Miami. We talk about the South Beach, yeah, a lot. we do. So they have they have a they have a, they have a, a bad game against the. The heat the other time they lost to the heat was in the second game of the year in early october and now it's like oh this team is an awful they they, they they don't match up with the heat the, the, the bucks are doomed to, to fail tonight against the pacers they had a 20 point lead in the first half had a 20 point lead in the second half and, and and put them to to bed that this is all you need to know plus the bucks had a game looking ahead against the lakers on friday night that we will over examine
5: as we know hot take nonsense sells dan
8: My and we goodness. are in early
5: march We'll talk about college basketball, right? Because there's not a resonance in college basketball like there normally is. Maybe you're hate watching a team, maybe you're not. But I mean, we're not going, you know. (laughs) And maybe your favorite team is having a fantastic season, and you feel like they're not getting love. Well, most of your perennial powerhouses aren't there. There's not a Zion Williamson. There's not that attention. Mm -hmm. We we watch. We were tracking it early in the season when a number one or a top ten team would fall. And then it just happened so much that it became commonplace. And with the NBA, unfortunately, the way it works when you get to March, there's not a lot of jostling for position that goes on. You're interested at the back end of the West, right? Because can Zion Williamson and company, can they close out and pass those teams and sneak into the eighth spot so maybe we get a Lakers Pelicans series. Sure. Everybody would love it. The NBA would love it. LeVar Ball would be celebrating and dancing on everybody's heads. <laughs> but New Orleans losing to Minnesota in their last outing. I mean, at home, you you drop the game, you have to win. Right. Yeah. You got to take care of your business. But So we're trying to find storylines, and well, the MVP voting now becomes the big part of it.
6: Yeah. And to your point, in a couple of weeks, when the brackets are out and people are wondering how they're going to do in the NCAA tournament in their own bracket pools, the, the NBA will take a back seat. And then what do you know? It's going to be mid April and the playoffs will start. And that will then finally get us to the point. But yeah, I think you're spot on of saying we're, you know, we're in the spot of looking like. The perfect example, the Bucks are now fifty three and nine. I think that they have absolutely zero desire to get to seventy wins. But now that's a that's a narrative to to try to follow of, of 70 wins. You're talking about jockeying for position, making sure that the Clippers are going to be at the bottom half of the Western Conference bracket so they don't have to face the Lakers in a 4-5 matchup. You're looking at, uh, you mentioned the 8th spot in the West is up for grabs. The East only has six good teams, so that's pretty much settled itself. Right, a couple There's of, can't, a lot a couple of really... those teams
5: can't win away from their home court. Yeah.
6: Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even the good teams can't win I mean, even of the top six, you know, Philadelphia's who they are. There may only be five good teams in the Easter conference. There's not there's just not a lot of meat on the bones a month in advance of the NBA playoffs. Once the playoffs start, that obviously all changes, but right now the regular season has only given you so much.
5: Right. Given another two weeks, we're talking March Madness and we're talking about operation shutdown for a lot of these teams. He's Dan Beyer, in for Jason Smith. I'm Mike Harmon, The Jason Smith Show, with Mike Harmon here. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Tom Brady. He talked with Dana White. We had a a lot of fun with that, uh, as well as social media running amok with stories left and right.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: Greetings, welcome back in. Thanks for hanging out with us, giving us a few minutes of your time here. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with me, Mike Harmon. Jason Smith off tonight. He'll be off tomorrow. So in his stead, tagging in because the WWF is, and well, close to our hearts now on Fox. Uh, my tag team partner, he's Dan Byer. At Dan Beyer on Fox is where you find him. Coming off the top rope uh, with some big talk uh, as we got into the NBA a little bit. And now we move to the Tom Brady saga. I know this is your most entertaining uh you're most entertained by this of all potential topics here in the oh yes late uh,
6: winter months it's magnificent and the fact that we're gonna have two more weeks of this at least we believe that we are and maybe two weeks plus just uh yeah that's great stuff I, i i can't wait for the conference tournaments to start in college basketball arch madness starts on friday but this you know the brady stuff yeah it's just the gift that keeps on giving or taking away your soul
5: well, a little it takes a little bit of your soul. I mean, it, it is basi- basically the, um, you know, the Death Eaters. You know, if we go into the whole Harry Potter and- world, they come in and suck out a little bit of your soul.
6: And I get, I get why it's a bit. I, I mean, <laughs> trust me, like it would be a huge, huge deal. But it's just. It's every single move and every single soundbite and every single action, and he's guilty of it as well. The, the Syracuse game, the Rabel FaceTime with, with Edel, like Edelman, there's there's all that. So so everybody has their own role in it except maybe Bill Belichick. But. Well,
5: and that's been the fun of it, right? Even going back to the combine, where was Bill Belichick? He was hanging out at Middle Tennessee State working out <laughs> offensive linemen, right? I mean, <laughs> you're doing crazy stuff like that. But the fuel to the fire, just every day it seems, oh, let's – throw this team up against here and see if it sticks and and we call it what it is. And then I've had this argument. Smith's been big on the, he's gone and here's the reasons why. And I shrug and I go, all right, it's a bunch of circumstantial evidence. And in the end, maybe he just wants a big hug Uh, and forever until he signed, he's not. So that means why don't we throw it up and see what kind of argument we can make. And to me, it could be just a big Machiavellian plan. Dan is that, the decks, you know. Okay, in theory, let's, everybody's let's trying to get into the musical chairs and 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 take a seat. What if it's just all causing chaos? And you just go back to New England,
6: just for everyone else. To, right. Like, and to, so to now you hate your quarterback,
5: is- and he hates you, and he was going to get traded, and he's going to get dumped. Right. That maybe in the end you he goes back, but now you've got a bunch of fractured, frayed relationships all across the National Football League that now have to be remedied. Yeah, that's that's it.
6: it Is it is holding up a bunch of stuff because we don't know. And the funny thing is, is usually if it's. Tom Brady or blank Tom Brady is going to win and that's what's holding up maybe all of these other scenarios about where quarterbacks could go or where teams are moving out, or maybe there's even going to be a secret team that we're going to hear about maybe in the next I don't know 24 to 48 hours that's pure speculation and guessing but there is always a secret team that pops up but this is just what you get with the, the this sort of the nature of this story this is what you're going to get
5: well because we've been joking I and mean, brought up the 49ers hey why doesn't he just go home all of a sudden, the last 48 hours, hey, it could be the 49ers. Now you've got other reports, and this is where it's beautiful. I'm not even going to give them the credit of the names anymore because all it is is it seems like someone's got to one up another as if mm-hmm. they're getting paid by how many reports on Tom Brady they come up with. But like, no, 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 that's just coming from Brady's camp or. This and there may not be really a whole lot of smoke to it.
6: I heard three different characterizations of the Patriots Brady meeting that they recently had. I heard that it didn't go well, I heard that not a lot of progress was made, and that the sides talked. And I think that those are three different things. Like, didn't going well, and, and not a lot of progress was made, in my mind, are two completely different things. Well, and then you
5: have the fourth part, which was, all right, Belichick and Brady talked, and he talked to him as if he was still under contract, as in business as usual. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so, like, not a, hey, groveling, come back, we need you kind of thing. So- It's the curiosity and all these teams that you mentioned, right, along and we could do the laundry list. If we we had the TV banner behind us, we'd have to have two monitors together. like We'd have (laughs) to build that wall. That's how long the list is. But some of them are legit football destinations. Others are, we could sell tickets, put butts in seat, and Mm -hmm. have some excitement around here. Not necessarily getting us to the Super Bowl and, and a big date in Tampa, but just that it would put a I, jolt in the arm of said team.
6: I think there are very few teams that are that that have been brought up of, hey, this guy could get us to the Super Bowl. And I think that's maybe going to be the one thing that would end up having Tom Brady remain in New England because of all of the different options, realistically, the, the opportunities for those teams to go to a Super Bowl, there's a lot that has to happen in those places. The 49ers would be the first one really in my mind where it was like, okay well maybe then a lot wouldn't have to happen because of the team that they have right. around but all the other ones I thought that still there's some work to be done even in Tennessee I mean yeah you want to bring back Derrick Henry but I don't think it's an automatic fit that that team goes on the run that they did in the playoffs and the matchups that they had so I just yeah I don't I don't necessarily think that a, a an automatic ring for Tom Brady in a new spot is a given.
5: Now we haven't heard necessarily from Brady directly you talk about the Syracuse UNC game hanging out with Jimmy Fallon, I still say that's the guy you just need to turn because he can't hold a scene together. He's going to crack under pressure that if there's any legit information transpired there and and disseminated, that he'd be the guy to go and and get the flip. The Julian Edelman-Vrabel thing, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it was Julian Edelman screwing with Brady just knowing he was going to be on camera to see how uncomfortable he could make him, but Brady did speak today. He shows up with Dana White, of all people and Dana White well he's always a recruiter and a salesman we know selling the next UFC card but also his friendship with Tom Brady the
6: stadium the facility is incredible the training facility that they have outside of Vegas is unbelievable it's a 45 minute flight from LA your kids and your family could live there you can fly back and forth we want you to come to the Raiders that that's
1: you know I've been pitching you now for for a month I love you too come on brother get to Vegas
8: I know it's been a lot of patience for me, and obviously being where I've been for 20 years, it's been an amazing experience, and I don't know what the future holds right now. I'm just trying to be patient through this process, my first time going through it, and in the meantime, I'm going to spend a lot of time with my family over the next 10, 12 days, and we got a little vacation plan, which I'm looking forward to.
5: Well, there you go, hanging out with Dana White, trying to sell him, I mean, that's exactly What you'd expect, Tom Brady. Hey, you know what? There's a lot to process. I love my friends and my family, and I appreciate the question. I do. I love you. Uh, But, no, there's nothing, nothing to report here. Vegas currently the number two on the odds board behind him returning to New England. And keeping status quo, and then you have Tennessee mixed in, and it starts to filter out from there. Tampa Bay, one of the teams, I think I'd love to see him and Bruce Arians cursing at each other on the sideline. <laughs> I think that could be a lot of fun. But when when you get down to it, it it's all just wild speculation, and I, all of a sudden we've we've got all it's it's like that New England report that came out. What was it Wickersham? And I forget who his partner was that wrote that for ESPN, where all of a sudden you're telling me after 20 years, suddenly you got 13 people or 15 people or whatever that want to spill their guts on how things work in New England. Likewise here. Tight-lipped stuff, man, I mean, and a lot of misdirection that goes along with this. I can't
6: wait to hear all the stories we make up while he's on vacation and read into those lines. Well,
5: especially if he lines. jumps off another cliff. See, he's ready to take the leap out of <laughs> yeah. New England and into another town or maybe towards retirement. Yeah, well, we, we could throw that in there too, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> See? Crazy speculation all around. We'll get into this with Jason Cole, our buddy, uh joins us each and every week. I probably have to do some sort of uh Jerry Jones impression or something, otherwise he wouldn't feel like he was on the right show. But we'll get to that
7: in a moment. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, weekdays at 10 PM Eastern, 7 PM Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen.
5: Yeah, long-time NFL Insider Hall of Fame voter, and we'll make sure to preserve that today because Jason will not be able to bring us down into a cesspool. He is the man responsible for keeping Drew Pearson out of the Hall of Fame. He's Jason Cole. What's going on, buddy?
8: You know, I'm proud of the fact that I'm single-handedly keeping Drew Pearson out of the Hall of Fame, and I will keep it that way as long as humanly possible.
5: I know, you're still working on the Roger Staubach removal, but we'll get to well, that. Yeah,
8: but that, that's another time. So. Yeah. But I, I, I'm actually working, the most important thing I've worked on the past week, on uh, my cowboy bees, but I don't think buyer's going to get that.
5: <laughs> we're working on uh, creating it's a whole already, line of already, bees. Of, of bees? Bees. <laughs> yes, so Jerry starts bees. to repopulate. No, Where where, where,
8: yeah. where were you when I came up with this brilliant idea a week ago? Right? <laughs> this, like, is, not, this is really one of like, the greatest. Do not... Do not listen to this show every <laughs> moment you possibly can. Is that what you're trying to... Like, I am completely and totally insult. In fact, I'm done here. Oh, I, that's know, it. When I, do, when I do the kind of artistic work that results in cowboy bees, okay, and people don't respect it enough to listen, <laughs> I cannot... Here, I what? just this is not my place. Well, can right, I what bring you, you back
5: say? by com- complimenting you on your new uh, Twitter avatar? It's a good. Like my avatar,
8: my avatar is fantastic because <laughs> it is <laughs> Cowboy B. <Bee>. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jacob oh, sounds, written, a, written,
6: sounds written. a lot like a bu- of a uh, Bumble Jumble. You know, oh, like yeah, that. Bumble B. There it is. No, no, no it's
8: in. Jerry Jerry is Cowboy B. <laughs> and I came up with it. Jerry called me on uh, <laughs> last last Friday. He goes, I heard about the Cowboy Bees. I'm all over it, son. So that's, that's what happens.
5: Yeah, we need to make that happen. I'm in,
8: I'm in for 40%. That's what, what it is.
5: Oh, I like that. Hey, who's the next celebrity to make a uh, an impassioned plea for Tom Brady to join his, his or her team? You know, Data White shamelessly trying to bring him to Las Vegas today. I'm
8: thinking of Shirley McLean.
5: Oh, nice. But shouldn't yeah. she be able to tell us with her astrology friends?
8: Well, she was very close with Georgia Frontier when it came to astrology, so I'm going to say that you know because of that, it's going to be the Rams.
6: It's funny <laughs> they get,
8: they're they're dumping the dog kid, and it, that's what it is.
6: It's funny. I was talking with Dionne Warwick, and she said the same thing. So
8: she's well, there's yeah. a little uh, maybe Lola Falana. Can we, can we, can, we nice. yeah, can we do that?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We've just gotten People are Googling these frantically going, who the hell are these people
8: that they're referencing? Big-time big time NFL referees. Lola was a giant of our time.
6: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> why, why don't winning teams want Tom Brady?
8: Well, the Titans, the Titans want him and the 49ers want him. Right. Aren't they winning teams? Okay. How well, much do we believe the, the, the that Patri- the 49ers the Patriots, really want him? The Patriots. You know, look, I'm not sure how much I really buy into all of this, you know, with the 49ers, but I I think it has to be a thought. Um, But the the team that really should go push all in every chip that they have is the Chargers. There's no no question about it. It makes perfect sense. Uh, If they get two or three years out of them, that would be fantastic. You're walking in, I mean, everybody knows the reasoning why. And I don't think that they're against the idea, but I'm not sure that I'm sure that not sure that they, they know how to formulate this pitch the right way that it should be done. And that's the key to it. You have to be able to sell Brady on something that's way bigger than just, okay, you're going to come here and you're going to win championships, right? Well, he's going to expect to do that anyways. He's not going to, he's not going to pick a terrible team. Okay. But he has a chance to do something really truly unique, break away from some mold. And I you know, like I, I think you just have to come up with this sim- really superior sales pitch in this in this circumstance. And uh, I, I I would I would hope the Chargers would give it a try. I don't know it'll be enough. I ultimately think he ends up back in the Patriots. Uh when it's all said and done, because the the cloudier this whole thing gets, the more attractive the original spot is, right? Does that not make sense? It's Thanks. sort of like the whole thing where you have like ten candidates running, you usually come back to the guy that you know was the favorite from the beginning.
5: All right. Well, with that said, we we've got the old guard, and then there's the Joe Burrow world. Does he, does he yeah, try to make a power play? I mean, the, the more this goes, well, on I think, I
8: think that I think that, the, that he's making his power play known already, which is, and, and this is the reason he let the news out. Like saying to the Bengals, you but you got to keep AJ Green, right? What does that tell you? That tells Bengals fans, okay, he wants to win. He wants to keep the star player. He's in. He wants them to shop. He wants them to prove this guy's really in it to win it, and. It's, then the Bengals have to step up, and now the pressure is reversed on on them rather than the pressure being on him. As you like, as, as you're sort of indicating, which is is he going to pull the power play? He's already done it, and if the Bengals don't respond to that power play, everybody will sit there and go, "Well, I get it now. I understand why he doesn't want to play there." So, I this is masterfully played by him. It's almost as much genius. As cowboy bees.
5: No, cowboy bees is still far and away number one. Yeah. How how
6: bad are the Bengals? And I actually mean this in a in a truly question way. Are they better than we think? Are they worse than we think? But how bad would Cincinnati be for Joe Burrow?
8: Careers go to die
7: there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs>
8: <laughs> All right? All right. Right. It's a nice like, way to I mean it. really so in in all the years that that Mike Brown has owned that team, right? Now he got Marvin Lewis and they were pretty good. Marvin was really good at navigating his a way around Mike and getting Mike to do things the right way enough that they could win some games, right? And they draft they drafted two pretty good quarterbacks. You know, they had Carson Palmer and then they got Andy Dalton, right? But when it really comes to the important things that it takes to win, that's on the owner. The owner has to come up with the big plays. He has to get everybody to buy in. He has to get the whole organization on the same page. That's why I've always said the owner is the most important person in any organization. Now, you can once in a while get around it. Everything else is great. That's not what happens in Cincinnati, and they're not the worst of the of the teams in the NFL. I mean, we can all look at you know Detroit's terrible too, and uh, you know, there there's a few organizations out there that have had some blips of of time where they've been decent, but then they just don't really get it together. And that's and I always come back to who owns the team, because that's what that's what really determines whether you're going to win or lose. Because the owner knows how to how to get get the organization going the right direction.
5: See, that's the beauty of this the top of this draft. J. Cole, as we say goodbye for this visit, uh, the top of the draft is filled with the organizations that can't get out of their own way. Washington, Detroit, and Cincinnati. Oh yeah, so much fun.
8: Oh yeah, because because you just look at these young men as they march on the stage and they go to hug Roger Goodell, <laughs> and you go. Son, it's over before you got to the hug. <laughs> okay, like this, you got no shot. Oh, you that's really it. Don't. We're going to be doing just, lip
5: reading of Roger Goodell now.
8: Uh, like Roger's coming across, and he's just just. Son, welcome to the league,
5: but I'm sorry. yeah <laughs> <laughs> You had a good couple of months. He's Jason Cole, uh, Hall of Fame voter, <laughs> our longtime friend here on the program at Jason Cole. And father 62. of
8: the cowboy bee. That's right.
5: You can see his beautiful artwork and the representation of a bee. That's right. We're working up the uh, merch as we speak. Jay Cole, thanks, buddy. Greetings. Welcome back in to the Geico Fox sports Radio Studios. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Jason out tonight. Dan Byer in his stead. And you know what always happens, and I, and I love it when Dan comes in and comes in and plays around with us here on the radio, because it always means we're going to have some game time. We're going to get around the, the table, and we're going to crack open a beverage and get the family together. Yeah, it's like the long-lost cousin
6: shows up and gets together, and everybody plays the feud. That's what we do here on... Jason Smith's show with Mike Harmon, when I'm at least sitting in for Jason yeah, Smith. Yeah,
5: buddy. Top
6: eight answers on the board for the Fox family, made up of Mike Harmon, Justin Frostberg, Alex Teichert, and David Gascon. What up? Top eight answers on the board. Right. The topic is most popular NBA teams on the road. So basically, who's the best at selling out opposing arenas, team-wise? How I have done this because some teams have played more road games than others. Maybe some teams haven't had certain teams come to their mm-hmm. town. We're doing it by percentage of sellouts. Okay. So how much does that team sell out the opposing arena in twenty twenty? Right? Yeah. The uh, yes, the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season. Top eight answers on the board. The most popular NBA teams on the road. There are three strikes and one pass available. If you use the pass, we'll reveal an answer, but nobody else can use it in the game. Mike Carmen, we start with you.
5: Uh leave the chalk uh behind and go a little uh deeper. How about the Boston Celtics?
6: The Boston Celtics sure seem to be a popular team. Are they one of the popular teams on the road? Yes, yeah, they Mike. are. The yeah. second most popular wow. team in the NBA on the road are the Boston Celtics. By the way, a quick note, the Celtics are the only or are second to the team that is the only team above 100 percent capacity. Nice. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I love that. All right, let's go to Justin Frostberg. Celtics have sold 98.1 percent of tickets in opposing arenas when they've been in town. Justin Frostberg, you're well,
5: on. guys, I'm not biased at all
6: here, so I'm going Lakers. Show me the Lake Show. There's your number one answer. In fact, the Lakers percentage. 102. So, yes, yeah, they've nice. been more
5: than sellouts when they've
6: Scanning gone on the room remote. only.
5: Just keep jamming them in the arena. Over
6: to Alex Tyshirt. Most popular NBA teams on the road this Say weekend. it. Say
5: it. Well. Say it. I would have thought of saying John Stamos as being a sellout, but that's definitely true. Sells um, out every arena you ever play. I'm going to travel so far for this one, Dan, and go with the Clippers on this one.
6: Ah, the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, the new team in town. Show me the Clippers. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Big A. They're number eight on this list, so maybe oh, really? not as high up. So, Big A gets the last one in over to David Gascon. Oh, man.
5: Uh, I well, you just w- know if Kawhi isn't going to play or not. Go ahead, David. I don't <laughs> want to go with a bad team
6: here. I probably should just because of the transplants, but... I'm going to stay in the Western Conference. I will go with the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets. Sure, people want to see James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Show me Houston. There they there are. There yes. you go. The Rockets coming in at number five. All right, we're four ah. for four. I will say it does get a little difficult from here on out. Let's go over to Mike Carmen.
5: Reminder that we're brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 50% or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. This filibuster brought to you by Geico. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bulls. They stink, but they travel well. The
6: Chicago Bulls do travel well, but do they travel well enough? No, they're 11th oh. in the NBA. Uh, 11th. They did not crack uh. the top eight. Over to Justin Frostburg. One strike on the board. Looking for the most popular NBA teams on the road. Not Sam, the San Diego give me Chargers. The Miami Heat. Not the Miami Heat. Why would people want to watch the Heat? For some reason, they do. Wow. Sixth on our list. Yes, the Miami wow. Heat. Dwayne wow. Wade's still there, right? 96.7. <laughs> They're actually in a tie for fifth with the Houston Rockets on this.
5: Because so, they play hard and Jimmy Buckets might fight somebody. <laughs> there
6: you go. There's the reasoning. Over to the Big A. Three answers. Wow. Let's go, Big A.
5: Dan, you know what? I'm feeling like your boys over there in Milwaukee have to be on this list, right?
6: Yeah. Well, w- people would want to go see Giannis for Come sure, right? Show me the Bucks. Oh, no. No. Not, no. They did have to play in Charlotte recently, so I'm sure that didn't help.
7: <laughs> At 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but uh. the Bucks
6: were actually 14th on the list. Oh, my god! Two strikes, yes. Over to David Gascon. All right, so I have to go down the path of bad teams. Actually, they're bad on the road, but good at home. I'll save that one for somebody else. I will go with a skunk of a team. I'll go with the New York Knicks. The New York <laughs> Knicks. Yeah. The fans That's don't want to see them at home. Do they want to see them on the road? Show me the New York Knicks. No. Oh, wow. 12th wow. on the list. That's How about the Sixers? True. Philadelphia, yeah. The 76ers were 13th. Wow. Oh, my god! How about that? Think, think about it, Cavs. What guys. about the Cavs? Golden State. No. think. Show me number three. Dallas Mavericks. Okay, sure. Luka okay. Doncic. Yeah. Porzingis. Yeah. No, number four. Yeah. Portland Trail Blazers. Oh, they Carmelo
5: Anthony, yeah. And number seven.
6: The Pelicans. Yeah, well, the New yeah. Orleans Pelicans. And Zion Williamson. Even though now, Zion's only played yeah. 14
5: games. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. He
7: still beat the Knicks. How about that? Yes.
5: Thanks, Dan. It was fun. I always love when the feud comes to play.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.